Hey, yo, welcome to the Just North Pod. It's Rez, B, Flockle. Year. Year. We're back. We're back in action, and we're going to jump right the fuck into it. We can address my facial hair now or later. It's up to y'all. Well, I'm glad we can get this out in the beginning of the podcast, but Rez pulled up with the most Orlando Bloom facial hair known to man, and it's kind of throwing me off, but I almost respect it. Zoom is walling. It it literally lets you apply a mustache beard. You can literally like change the opacity. You can add eyebrows. You can change the color. And I just felt like I don't know. I just felt like vibing with some facial hair today. I'm feeling left out. You know, Flocka with the mustache. Brian with all that shit on his face. You know. See what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's so sharp too. Like when you put the mustache on, my jaw is put to shame. My jaw all uneven right now. Thick, Yours man. is sharp. I got, the, I got the good genius. You know what I mean? You know, this, this is why we have a catfish problem because we have options like this <laughs> honestly like well okay they also have lipstick too nah leave that shit off <laughs> oh shit <laughs> this is, but this is this is the problem like i don't think it's a problem but i get it right because we're all we're all like well during covid for the most part like a lot of us were working from home and sometimes like you don't want to put makeup on like some some women gotta draw their eyebrows on and maybe some guys like haven't shaved or something i don't know i do think the facial hair is going a little too far like why is that an option i mean i know we were looking i know we were looking dusty during covid and like the shutdown but to to this i mean i don't think i was looking this bad yeah that's what i'm saying like they give you an option to like like zhuzh up your look with just like uh you know how like you can put a filter on instagram like and you like the lighting is better and stuff like they have that option but i really do think this facial hair and eyebrow shit is going too far I, I, like i look like a character from the jersey shore you some eyebrows thin as hell <laughs> all this, some color all this pencil eyebrows talk, uh, all this threaded. facial hair talk remind me of when brian only had a soul patch and it was the most terrible thing I've ever Why seen. Why a soul patch? Was it just like a uh, like you couldn't grow more, so you just said, you know he what? He clearly don't I'll have take, a problem. Look at his I'll face take now. anything. No, nah, I couldn't. I couldn't grow more at the time. Honestly, Matt, B, it looks like mm. you had facial hair since you were like six. I did. I mean, I had. I've always had like the the peach fuzz, but it was always like real thick. Um, but it was when I got silly. Into, it was silly. It was silly. silly. I, was, sure. I was having a silly goose time, but. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, my beard would come in. Like, I didn't get it on my cheeks yet. It would just come in on my chin. But it would grow one side, one side, and I'd have a part in the middle. But my soul patch came in full. So I'd look stupid as hell. I just had, like, a butt cheek but beard. But why is patch. that, though? Like, I, I would be so interested to know, like, like how did you go from, like, right. it like parting the Red Sea at your chin to, like, having a full beard? Like, how does that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, clearly, mine has always come in really, you know, thick. So, I mean, I think at the time it was just probably puberty, but um, (laughs) I I just, I just followed, yeah, shout out puberty, but I just uh, followed my dad's uh, wisdom and he just told me just kept shaving it. He's like, just keep shaving that shit. It'll grow eventually. So So, you was hitting the shaver. You were hitting two a days on your face trying to get a beard. Yeah. Like two a days, like one in the morning, you know, (laughs) take that shit off. See, but, that's my issue. I still have patches in my beard. I always told myself when I was younger, yo, it's cool. When you're 21, you're going to have a full beard. Didn't happen. Hey, when you're 25, you're going to get a full beard. Didn't happen. 
Wait, yeah, didn't you have? 30. Didn't you have a beard yeah, before? Yeah, that's right. when we started. See, but see, but y'all got y'all got the angles right. You ain't see some of the patches on my neck and under there. I was oh. selling it a little bit. I was gonna I say because I thought you had it and it looked nice. Thank you. It looked Thank nice. You. I had to cover up the flaws, but you know it wasn't. You know I was a little patchy under the neck. I had to do a little comb yeah, into relate. it. But you rocking the stash though. <laughs> Shut <Right up>. yeah. <laughs> She's like, I can't relate my shit too nice. I think I'm rocking the stash the rest of the year. I'm rocking it out. No, just stash. At this point, it feels like it's, it's your look. You, yeah, you know, like, it's like, I feel like Brian would look so weird if he shaved his face. I wouldn't be able to look at him. I, don't, I wouldn't even know who you are, bro. I can't, I can't do it anymore. It, like, you know, when people say that men's beards are like their, their push-up bras, like, <laughs> dog, it legit, it legit. Is like if I shave if I shave my beard, I look like I'm twelve. When's the last you time you just like a different beard? person? I can't do it, man. And I break out too. I break out real easy if I uh, shave my beard. Yeah. Um. Last time I shaved my beard was eight years ago. Damn! Thank God I wasn't in your life then. Damn! I I really didn't think you was gonna say eight years. No, I'm never shaving. I'm never shaving. Like it literally like, is part of my persona. Is remember you remember you remember when uh. I think we were like recording season two and Flacco came to the first recording with nothing on his face. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I damn near dropped like everything. I was like, oh, shit, who's this? Yeah, like not that you looked bad. You just like didn't give anybody a warning. And you I just, I was just like, yo, who the fuck is this? Who let, who let him in the meeting? <laughs> damn near nah. called 911. Nah, I th- I do feel like for all the shit that some men be talking about women, like, oh, on the first date, take them swimming so their makeup come off. Like, they be the same dudes who are hat fishing. Okay, yep. got a fuck That's a real line. problem. That's a real problem. It is hat a real fishing. problem. It is that's, a real that's problem. That's for real. Because I've even been taken aback by a couple homies, like, taking a hat off. And I'm like, damn, I did and- not know your hairline was to the back of your head like that. Yeah. But at that point, why don't you just, like, shave it off? You know what I'm saying? That's a good like- point. That's a good point. Because I feel like if I'm going to go bald and I'm receding hairline, I'm committing. I'm, I'm going I'm committing. Yeah. Because I think it's half, it looks kind of creepy when you have, like, all the hair on the side and then you're super bald on top. Or or they have that dumbass, like, like widow's peak where it's coming back from, like, uh, all the way back. Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, they got that big ass peninsula in their head so like shout out because i don't think i'm ever gonna have a receding hairline shout out to my pop shout out to my g pop i don't think that's shout out to our jeans yeah, i mean yeah. shout out to the good ones but yeah i think most people hey if it's coming lean into it lean into it yeah no i hear you i'll be that's the thing i'll be the most pressed about when i'm getting lineups and stuff like <laughs> on my on my adventure to to find a new barber in new york when i moved here like how well, hard was that? How hard was the final part? It was really hard. It was really, really hard. Um, just because I like, I don't know. I feel like black folks know how to cut hair the way I want my hair cut. Dominicans cut my hair the way I want my hair cut. And Puerto Ricans also cut my hair the way I want my hair cut. Thankfully, I live in the hood. So like I could find a barber shop here or there. But the problem is, is that like being obviously a woman who didn't grow up like getting my hair cut and stuff like when I first start like when I first cut my hair off I literally just got like a I don't know 
one of the numbers. I don't, I couldn't even tell you what number it was, but it was like all the same, no fade. Like I just cut it all off long on the top. And like, as I progressed in my journey, like as I've found my look and the fade and stuff, like I've consulted with Brian, like, well, how do I say that this is what I want? Like, what number is this? Like, how do I explain this to a barber? Because for a long time, as y'all know, I was going to these different barbers in New York, showing them pictures of what I wanted. And they were not, they weren't, they were like, yeah, okay. All right. And then I would just be like, it's fine. It'll grow back in a week. <laughs> like, That's but, the worst feeling, yo. That is the worst. And the worst is, that I feel like the thing with barbers too, is just like, I can't believe it's not a universal thing. Like after, like, if I'm getting a skin fade, like and they don't use that roller shit you know at the you know like it, it feels like a like a, an electric lint roller i don't even know what the fuck that's called but you know yeah, like, the, shaver. the shaver yeah. yeah it's just like if they're not using that it's like that should be a rule if you're giving me a skin fade and it should also be a rule to line me up with a razor like my old barber. oh my god right right yes it's just like why do i have to ask you like if i have to ask you then i'm not coming back you mean like my old barber in Massachusetts, he was Dominican. It was just to a point where, like, I would just walk in there. And he already knew what I wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a good barber. But he, like, not only would he use, you know, the electric lint roller on the side of my head when I got a skin <laughs> fade, but, like, he would also take the razor and make sure if he missed anything, like, he got it. And that's how that shit would last longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, he would do my eyebrows and stuff. Although... The barber I have now, also Dominican, I finally found him. It's like a decent price because I was going to this spot in one of the hipster areas because it was this Puerto Rican dude and he did a good job, but I'm not paying 40 bills for a haircut like after tip. That's too much. No. It's too much. And the barber I'm about to go to now. Yeah. The barbers I'm about to go to now is Dominican. It's clean. Like they like branded and everything with their little jackets like and they're all really cool so like if my barber's not there i know i could go to another barber at that shop and they're not oh, gonna nah. be dirty that's rare though i, feel I like can't do rare. that that's what i'm saying i can't do but that. i don't okay first of all let me be clear i don't go to any barber there but like i do have a backup that i know oh if my man not here i'm cool getting my hair cut with this dude and that's only in special situations like for example i'm traveling like for work on monday yeah. and Travel. my dude doesn't work he doesn't work on sunday but i can't get it today because my whole presentation is on tuesday and you think about how much hair will grow between now and tuesday i need to do it the latest i could possibly you know you get it yeah. so yeah, yeah. but i know there's at least one other guy that i trust there and he owns the shop and that's how i know i'm just like oh all right el dueño like, yeah el dueño claro <laughs> That was like a long See, way to answer your question, but like it, it really is like a trial and error kind of thing trying to find a barber because I, I went to this black barber shop that like was lining up, you know, my mitt up here. And I was just like, damn, Yoda. I was like, this shit high as shit. That's fine. I'm going to wear a hat. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just wear a hat. And then I finally found my barber and he was just like, I'm going to let this grow. But like, it's like, I trust him that like, he doesn't have to ask me before he does stuff like he'll be like here's what i think and i'm like yeah yeah yeah, do it like before i got engaged i told him i was like listen i'm gonna be gone for two weeks i'm proposing in two days which means i'm gonna get pictures in two days so and he was like okay so i'm gonna take it down one more level just so that it lasts for two weeks so that you look crisp the whole time and he did it and the haircut lasted like for most of the trip like it was crazy see you know i think there's a lot of hair anxiety kind of damn yeah. I because it's super embarrassing when that shit does not go your way like you it's a shot to the heart yeah. you don't is. even want to go out no more you don't want you don't even feel that fresh feeling after the cut you like 
This shit embarrassing. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> that, happened, that literally happened to me last winter, right before I found my shop. And like I wore a beanie until my hair grew back. I was like, oh no. Mm-mm. And it's a it's a relationship thing too, right? Like, and it's an important one. Like my man told me last week, hey, listen, I'm telling all of my clients, you know, I'm going, I'm going back to my homeland. I'm going back to DR for the first time in four years for a month. And I'm just telling, and I was just like, yo, bro, go ahead. As long as you're okay with me seeing this other guy while you're gone, he was like, of course, as long as you're not going somewhere else. And I was like, I will never go anywhere Gotta else. Stay loyal. Once you find it, yeah. stay loyal to the soil. Yo, for real. It's it's so hard for me. Like to do well, my barber's my cousin. So like I can't I'm, I'm, ne- I'm never leaving him, bro. And the prices don't change. Every time, like every time I see their shop go up in price, like his John, I hope nobody listening, I don't give a shit. But the the shop price, the shop price. Okay, but like, you got the family discount. I don't you're right. Yeah, I'm out family. So like the, the shop price be like at 40. And I text him I'm like, hey bro, you know, I just seen a recent update to the shop, you know what I'm saying? Like everything good and he's like but sure i got you <laughs> well it's also but it's also just like to be honest like if that ever were the problem he could just go to your house do you know what i mean like do it at your house, house. yeah i know but yeah. house calls are different because i know well i know like it's part of it right is like paying the rent for the chair right yeah yeah but he makes but, a lot of money like he, he don't i mean haircut know. culture is wild i didn't even know Bro, that it, it, i love I didn't know there was like a they yeah, pay rent for the chair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like if you had a hairstylist at a barbershop, like they typically pay rent for the chair coming out of like whatever business like they bring to the shop. And that's how like the shop makes money. Also, I'm like super enthralled with not just like haircut culture, like barber culture. I just think that it's like so soothing and cool, like watching people cut hair and like seeing like the before and after like i'll be at the barbershop staring at people when they get their haircut and i'll be having to remind myself yo stop staring like that and it's, it's just because art. i think it's it's so cool Facts. truly it's an so art cool. form the, yeah. we're not supposed to be talking about barber culture on this podcast oh, yeah. so we'll save it for another one another one <laughs> no. because it is super interesting and i think it would be interesting to dive deep into the history of you know haircuts and like how like barbers have contributed to a particular culture because i think it's a really big part of not just hood culture black culture hispanic culture but we get into that another time we're gonna get into some more like niche philly related things today because it's been a while but it has been quiet on the sports side for us and flaco is bringing the energy today with his uh nfc champions eagle shirt you know what I mean he i'm saying my dog can win I was I was wearing the donovan McNabb all black throwback yesterday for the preseason Ooh, was, game. was it a reebok john Yes, it was. Yeah, I knew oh it. I knew God. it. I got a green one. I knew it. Also, wait, shout out to Reebok jerseys with all the holes in them where you could breathe mm. in the jersey. Because some mm. of the new Johns feel like a tight t-shirt. I tried to throw on my Carson Wentz ones just to see if it fit. That John was snugging me. I couldn't breathe. I took my that shit to the thrift sweating. shop with my Ben Simmons jerseys. I don't fuck around with that shit. It's a it's an artifact now. I'm just I'm probably never gonna rock it, but it'll be in the closet just for just to be like, damn, that wasn't time. That wasn't time. But speaking on the birds, yesterday was our first preseason game against the bum-ass Jets, which, you know, final score we did lose, ultimately. Wait, whoa, we lost? We lost? When I looked when I looked at the score while I was at the show last night, it was like 14-3, and I was like, wow, that's pretty good. That, I was like, the Jets that's what trash. I said. <laughs> um, but it always is, like, 
a good team like the Eagles, you know, Jalen Hurts went six for six, diamond okay. dropping. Did he play touchdown. one one series? Two series? One, okay. one, okay. one soul series, got a touchdown to Dallas Goddard, which great replay if you haven't seen yes, it. I he saw, like, jumps I saw, yes. over an athletic freak. Did not know he had it in the bag like that. Oh, um our our team offensively, that our first team, our starters, we look good. We look good. But I already felt like that was kind of a given this year with all the firepower we have, our offensive line, Jordan Marlotta being a dog, having uh-huh. that shit in him. Also, fuck, real quick, fuck that linebacker on the Jets that hit the hell out of Jalen Hurts when he was already Cheap out of bounds. Shot. And Jordan Marlotta got in your mitt and told you you was bitch mate. Sirianni was losing his shit, too. He, and, like, you, we didn't even need captions to see what he was yelling to the ref because uh-huh. it's preseason that's the franchise quarterback chill the fuck out mister you might not make the team can't make the jets relax shout out but offense played well aj brown didn't get a reception he looked good in the eagles uniform though i mean we knew that i think one thing that took us by surprise or at least exceeded our expectations was the defense yesterday yes sir which in the group chat we were like, damn, we, we look good. We look good. Mm-hmm. Kassir looks great. Hassan looks great. The DBs, again, the safety position. I know uh, Epps is probably going to start. Who's the other starter? I don't James know. Bradbury. So I'm pretty excited after one game, although the, the final score didn't go our way. It's whatever. It's preseason. We're working things out getting starters in, getting the reps in for the practice squad, special teamers. We're going to dominate our division this year, just based on what we saw from one series. They're probably not going to play the next game or starters or the game after. At least it's a lot of the reports are probably done until we hit um, Detroit and play the Lions. But I'm super excited. I'm pumped. I think we're on a at least a one to two win playoff team this year. If injuries, I think injuries will be the one thing that's like that could kind of fuck us up injuries. But I think after what I saw last night from the offense, Dallas got looking like a monster. If we get a running back to just be better than last year, even a little bit, because we're always going to be a running back by committee team. It always happens. If Miles Sanders wants to get paid after this year, maybe he balls out. But I think we're going to dominate yeah. the playoffs. I think if we get the momentum going, our schedule isn't that hard either this year. I'm 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 going full send. I you know, Daddy needs another Super Bowl coming. That's all I'm saying. All right. Me... So so what is your what is your prediction then for the year? I, I'm I, have, just, I just want to know. I have us winning twelve games at least twelve. Okay. I'm, I think I, I think schedule. I'm with you there. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you there. Much. Yeah. I, I don't think I, okay. Not that we're definitely going to get 12 wins, but I think that this team is capable of getting 12 wins. Um, I think this year is really going to be a make or break year for Jalen. Um, I feel like there will be no excuse for poor performance other than he just doesn't have it. If that's the case, because I mean, he's got a lot of weapons right now. Um, and actually, as I'm talking about weapons, have we kicked uh, 
Jalen off the roster yet? Jalen uh, Rager? No. The one thing that blew my mind about him, he's unproven in Philly this entire time. Yet he was in, he was without pads. He wasn't even suited up to play like the third and fourth quarter. And I'm like, this dude should be fighting for a spot. He's done nothing for us other than drop those two passes in New York. We're playing Mm -hmm. the Giants. Can't forget those. And it's like, yo, I know you spent, what, a first, second round pick on him, but dude's been a bum. And, oh, well, J.J. Ortega Whiteside sighting last night. As soon as I saw him, I thought, Rez, he dropped the pass playing tight end. And I was like, that's right on brand. (laughs) Knew what would happen. (laughs) It was, uh, I don't know. I think we're a playoff team. We're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I think last night I, I... Realize it looks really good with our linebacker core. Like, bro, how long has it been since we had a really, really, really good linebacker core? Jeremiah Trotter, maybe we talked. Oh, yeah, like Jeremiah Trotter. Like, it's been a minute. Like since Vic, like Vic and McNabb. That that era, our defense haven't really been dogs. You know, really been into my mid. It's usually like. Defense is going to give up, like, you know, 17 points. It's whatever. We know it's going to happen. But also, Zach Wilson looked like shit. He's a bust. I don't care what anyone says. The Jets quarterback, he's a bust. It's because he's too busy fucking his mom's best friend. Fucking That's me. wild. What are, they, what are they doing? You, is that what they get down with in Utah? You know what? That makes sense. That probably is exactly how they get I mean, down te- I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no. I'm, Fascinating. Man. Our linebackers look good, bro. Like our linebacker, Kaiser White, Son Reddick, bro, Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis, that one two punch combo last night. Oh my God. And just to just to put everything in perspective for you, Jordan Please. Davis is six six, three hundred and thirty six pounds, and he runs a four seven on the forty. How's he do that? How's bro, like, he's how, crazy? He's as fast as your favorite tight end. Isn't that insane? That's scary, bro. Can you imagine that that running at you at that speed? Good luck to the centers and the guards this year. Good luck to Jesus every single one of y'all. Right. He's a freak of nature. And the Kobe Dean is just like, you know, what what really shocked me is the fact that he's a rookie, but he's already like a, a, a field general. Like as soon as he gets out there, he's already calling out plays. He's like, yo, look, they're gonna, you know, uh run to the side or do a pitch rolling out to the side or whatever and and like calling out these plays already making a statement as a rookie that that was just insane to me man i think i'm with flago i think we could week well well both of y'all we could win 12 games if we stay healthy if the chemistry is right and our safety look good too like if if epps plays good and james bradbury plays good then i think we got it cowboys gonna get fucking rocked this year they're they're corny and to hop on the our defensive line, top five in the league right now. Oh, yeah. Let's not forget we got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham on our little revenge tour from the injury. We got Josh Sweat, Barnett. I mean, it's a it's a fucking problem that we can rotate all four linemen whenever, get a fresh set, and we coming right at your neck. Not every team could do that. And to have Fletcher Cox pretty much teaching all the younger defensive lineman the tricks that he has because if hey we remember of course we remember 2017 super bowl run fletcher cox was like the best player on our team 
on the defense that year. He shut it the fuck down. So I'm I'm excited just to see. I feel like our potential is finally lining up with everything, lining up with the coach Sirianni. I like that. I like he's a little spicy. He he's young. He's he looks like he can mix you too. Like if he wanted to throw a couple hands, he gonna throw them. Yeah. So ultimately, I have my conf, my expectation. And again, this might be my fault this year. We're gonna see my ups and downs, but I'm putting 100 percent confidence behind this team. I'm gonna live and I'm gonna live and die with them this year. We're gonna. I would normally say we're gonna go undefeated, but I'm a, I'm gonna temper my expectations. Twelve wins, I think, works. And you know, I think we're gonna have a good season this year. We're gonna have a lot more Sundays and Saturdays recording. We're like, yep, uh huh, yeah, you know, uh huh. <laughs> Caught another dub, right? Yeah, I, honestly, for me, like, this is something I'm working on personally. I just really. Sometimes I wish I didn't care as much about the Eagles because I carry I carry those feelings with me the whole day. Like if we lose, like even if I turn it off and I'm like, y'all not watching this shit, like I I carry that with me until I go to sleep. And I don't wake I wake up in a brand new mood, but like literally I wish I could turn the TV off and then turn my feelings off. So, you know, note to the Eagles, note to Jalen Hurts, don't fuck this up. Because nobody nobody wants to be around me when I'm like that. I'm not pleasant. I'm not pleasant, and I'm working on it. It's something I'm aware of, but I am not pleasant when we lose games. That's all. No, and then shout out to uh, Jordan Mailata and Nick Sirianni. Uh, Jalen said in an interview, like right after the game, he was like, "Yeah, they have my back. That's what Philly is." I'm like you, so fucking Philly, bro. I love y'all. <laughs> okay, actually, wait. One more thing about his interview. I saw a um a clip of it. He's Jalen Hurst says something like, "There's not too many guys in the league who could do what I do: extending plays, running, and throwing the ball." And I was just like, "Okay, hold on." <laughs> but I love the confidence. But there are like a number of guys who can do that and do it better. Um, so I just need, I need, I love the confidence, but I think I need him to take it, take it down a notch because that's gonna come back to bite him in the ass. If he plays like shit and by bite him in the ass, I mean, bite me in the ass because people are going to be running their mouth to me and I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. Us Eagles fans, we bark, we bark loud. That's what we do. This this could be a little bit biased, but I, I kind of agree with them though. Like if we being honest, there's not a, there's really not a lot of quarterbacks that he can't, he can't really throw on the money. I think, Jalen's not like the best at everything he does. Like he's not the best at throwing. He's not the best at running, but he's the best at mixing it up because if you need him to extend the play, he can, if he has to escape out the pocket and make yards for a run, he can. I think he's a a younger, better Cam Newton. I don't want to say that the closest one to him. That's just like a big, that's just like a big thing to say. Like, I'm like, for me personally, I'm just like, you haven't, no offense, Jalen, but you really haven't proven yourself yet. Like, and the the cop out is that, like, yeah, like you didn't really play much of rookie season. Last season was really his rookie season, but it's yeah. like I just feel like that's a bold thing to say when you got Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
there's not too yeah. many yeah but there's like a there's definitely like a big five ahead of you and that's the thing it's just like yeah he's not the best at like just running he's not the best at just throwing but it's also just like i get it you extend plays but like so did carson wentz but that motherfucker was throwing picks every other thing like because he wasn't on the money and Jalen isn't on the money either so i just feel like you got to shut your mouth bro like that's just how that's just how i feel about it like he's like yeah he's he almost like Jalen rager just not as worse like i get it you're talented but you haven't shown to me that you could take this team somewhere and this will be that year i hope so i hope so I hope I so. That's not. the thing. It's not. It's like I obviously need so. not that I don't like Jalen. It's like I love Jalen, but I'm also just like okay, let's let's be realistic, okay? Like I get the cockiness, but it's also just like I've seen you play, and I know for a fact that that's not true. So, and maybe it is now. Maybe it is now. But again, he has to he has to prove it. I just feel like that was just a very bold claim, and I was just like, oh, I don't know about that. But okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping that you know he changes that this year. Um, Football's not yeah. too far away. Real football, real NFL. Can't like, wait. Preseason is cool and all. You know, love seeing the random kids from like Northwestern play and D two schools and a bunch of dudes I've never heard of. Love it, but can't wait till we're in real NFL football games that fucking matter. True. Do we games? But moving on, moving on from football. Let's just talk really quickly about the Sixers um, and all of these Kevin Durant rumors, because I know that y'all have kind of said this, like in the chat, you said that for a win now type shit, like you would in fact trade Philadelphia's son, Tyrese Maxey, like in that package for Kevin Durant. And I've made myself very clear. I am not aligned with that trade. Um, I think, I think, Daryl Morey is making the moves that he needs to make in order to bolster the team. And to be frank, I don't feel like we need a big three. I think the last couple years in the league have kind of like shown that like big, big threes, superstar teams, like, I don't know. It's not, it's not all that. And I feel like the Sixers were very, very close. And I feel like the biggest thing that fucked us up wasn't that Joel Embiid is injury prone because what a freak accident that accident that Pascal Siakam elbowed the fuck out of him in the game when they were down like 50 points like that's bullshit but I do think that the biggest flaw in the team was that we didn't have a bench there was no depth and I think Daryl Morey is doing what he can to bolster that I just I think Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey I think between the three of them I think we had what we needed to really push the team forward. We just didn't have backups. So that's why I don't think that Kevin Durant, like, I don't think he's a necessary piece to get us where we want to go. Cause Tyrese Maxey is getting better every day. And there's Dur- Durant is like 35, 36 years old. That motherfucker's old. Okay. Tyrese Maxey is literally 12 years old running like the speed of light. Like, I don't know. That's just that's just how I feel about it. I I to a to a point I think I agree with you, but and this but kind of it's like I'm thinking with my heart and my head right now. I'm a little torn because my heart says Maxio, we can't trade him. He could be around for the next ten years, just in a Sixers uniform doing his thing. Great, I'd love that. 
but I also want within those 10 years a chip. I need to be in, we need to be in the finals. We need to see Joe Embiid's uh, graphic of him at the finals. I hear you. And my biggest thing right now is, can Maxi really be a number two option on our team? Because I've I've seen James Harden do his thing. I don't think James Harden is Houston. He's not Houston James Harden. He's not go get you a bucket, James Harden. He's He wasn't that game we went to in person, though. He wasn't that game we went to in person, though. The one game that James Harden went off in the playoffs, me and Flacco were there, and it was just like literally we couldn't believe it. Like, I feel like we were damn near shaking each other in disbelief. Like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Are you seeing this too? Okay, he got he definitely has it in the bag, but how often does it come out? How often does how serious is he after the pay cut about doing whatever it takes to win a final or go to the finals? Okay, but do been... you think what he said about his injury though, like about how he really was coming off like load management with his hamstring injuries before he was with the Sixers, like when he was in Brooklyn, like he had that weird hamstring thing and now he's like allegedly finally healthy like do you think that at all like I'm not saying that he's the same player he was in Houston but like do you feel like he has a little bit more in him than we've seen maybe I'm gonna go with a maybe would I like to trust James Harden yes I just feel as though if we get a Kevin Durant you know we trade away Tobias Harris Maxi, couple picks it's hard to say Kevin Durant doesn't elevate us to an elite team. Even when he played third fiddle in at the Warriors, did some. It added something. The defense has to, you know, set itself a certain way to stop Kevin Durant. Because when he's on, no one's stopping a seven-footer from three or his mid-range or his fadeaway. And you could only imagine that getting paired with Joel down on the paint where they're running off ball screens or they're running a pick and roll with them two if they want. And then you have Harden maybe set up in the corner or something for a three. I just, it's hard for me to just not want to buy in on Durant when I know Joel has maybe three years, two years of being an elite level center. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really on this. Mm-hmm. Yo, we got to hit the gas right now. Not yes, him. we probably might ultimately, if we do trade Maxi, I could definitely see it being a we regretted it because he turns into like an eight, eight-time all-star. I just He's don't all think NBA. we can do it, bro. I think the risk is too great, and that's what this is what I mean. Like, I am 100% with you with this win-now thing while, while Joel is in his prime, but that's the thing. Like, I felt like if we had had a better bench – during the playoffs, we would have gone further sure. because that's that's the thing. It's like the reason, the biggest reason I felt like Joel Embiid was the literal MVP last season. The biggest reason was that because the team was absolute trash when he and the other starters were not on the floor, but mostly when he wasn't on the floor. Like that's the biggest thing. If we had had a bench, if we've had a bench to like back them up and like hold the lead and still score, and still score when he was on the bench, giving him a break, like we would have gone further. And I think that was the biggest problem because Joel did everything that he could, but without, without people to hold it down, like I'm not saying they got to score 50 points, but like to hold it down, score, play good D like that was, that was what failed us last season. And Tyrese Maxey for last year, for that to be his second year and to step into this position as a starter and like fucking mop the floor with like what used to be 
Ben Simmons and his contributions. Like, he's improved on defense. He's been scoring like crazy. And that was only year two. We're about to see a completely different player in year three for the better. He's a fucking dog. He works. Like, I am so confident in my son. Okay? <laughs> I'm so confident. That's I'm which. I'm with you on the win now, but like, you know, at first I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's get rid of him for, for Kevin. Like I want Durant so bad, but I I can't see after all these, these reports coming out of Durant, like telling the front office, like, yo, either keep me or fire like Steve Nash and all these people. Like, bruh, one, I think. I forgot about the, that. Yeah. Like the risk, the risk is too high. Like, like you said, I don't think it's just the point of us trading, you know, Maxi and, and a whole package to get Durant. We're trading away the whole organization. Like, who's to say that everybody won't leave after Kevin Durant, like, comes in, you know, starts this whole, like, debacle. What if we don't get a chip with trading him? Then we are losing a young piece that could be, like, something that'll maybe lead us to a chip a couple times more than than what Kevin Durant would do. And then, the, or, you know, players just likes playing with the ramp because he's a diva things like that i think i'm not i'm i'm not with the trade i'm with res on that like we we got the pieces now last year everybody and plus last year it was the first time everybody playing together like they're learning each other's chemistry and we went to the playoffs we went deep in the playoffs that's what i'm saying maxi learned so so much from james harden in that short time that they played together this is what i mean like he's gonna be a good mentor tyrese maxi is gonna he's gonna be a force He's going to be a force, bro. Like, and I understand why we have to trade Seth Curry to get James Harden. Like, I get that. But, like, man, they should bring him back. He was such a good scorer. Honestly, how how hilarious if somehow we finesse the deal where we got KD and got rid of Toby but got to keep Tyrese. That's not a thing that would happen. But how, how funny yeah. would that be? I mean, like, everybody leaves Ben in uh, – in Brooklyn. Oh, Wait, man. speaking of Ben, did y'all hear that rumor that like apparently they were in a group text, like the Nets and stuff, and they asked Ben if he was gonna play and he didn't answer and he just left the group text? It's not true. It's not true. Oh, but, like, I was about to say. No, so it, it would so, be on brand for him though. Be no, yeah, Shams, Shams was just like, nah, that shit not true. But it was some other like sports reporter who said that and Shams was like, That literally didn't happen. Like and that's like, but the thing is, is like Ben has like, he's like provided this narrative, you know, and that would have been a perfect villain story for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like based on the shit he's done, like I would believe it. Like I wouldn't I, be surprised. I'm interested to see when we'll ever see him back on a court. Allegedly he'll be ready for training camp, but we'll see. You yeah. already know I'm going to be, I'm going to be at Barkley's. I'm going to be at Barkley's heckling the shit out of him. Got to. No, but you know what? I hope I'm wrong in all this. In all this Maxi, KD, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Maxi makes himself two option on our team. Harden's dishing dimes to him with them long threes now. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we do keep Maxi, but I have a feeling Daryl Morey would be the type to pull the trigger on that. I don't know. It's like, I I feel like he would, but I also feel like he knows what he has. I don't know. After signing PJ Tucker to a three-year deal, I I don't know what's I don't know what's really up with him. I wouldn't yeah. sign a thirty-seven-year-old, but that's just me. Yeah, just a thirty-five-year-old, right? A thirty-six-year-old. 
That's fine. I just I feel very I feel very strongly about Philadelphia Sun. That's all. And I was flabbergasted that either of you would suggest that you would rather have Kevin Durant, even if it meant getting rid of Maxi. And I just want everyone to know that and remember I'm that. It back, I took it back. No, you already said it. You already (laughs) said it. I apologize for my actions, but I don't mean what I said. Yeah, sincere apologies. Sincere apologies. I don't. I don't. If I take this L, I'll I'll take the L. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll ask for forgiveness later. I also just feel like every time people leave Philly, they get traded and they thrive. They thrive everywhere else. Every time, dog. Every motherfucking time. Always happen. Except for AI. AI ain't do shit with the Nuggets. Although that jersey was hot, that that jersey that, was hot. What the classic, John? Yeah, yeah like baby blue looked yeah. like it was on like shiny material, like the gold yeah. one. I was oh, trying to describe God. a material just now, and I'm like, I don't know how to fuck describe a material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So jumping from talking about our beloved Philly sports, we're gonna jump into something that I think all of us have experienced and that's a moment at work where in that moment you're like what the fuck do I seriously work here or you know what I'm about to hop on indeed and go looking for another job or my favorite when you're about three seconds from walking out of your job and saying you know what that definitely isn't worth it now I'll start with my story because I think I am still scarred by this story. So before my current job as an educator, I used to work as a pizza delivery guy. Mm-hmm. Now working as a, a delivery guy, a delivery man, a delivery boy, whatever your term you like. If you will. Yeah. If you know, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> has to be one of the strangest jobs of all time. Coped with the people that you have to interact with because office people are weird. I'm going to get that out. A lot of office people struggle with interactions, struggle with just like a, hey, how are you? Thank you. But I still remember back when I used to work, I don't know, four or five years ago. It was when snow was still a thing in Philly before, you know, climate change really started to take its effect. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, it was a sloshy snow, the, the snow that gets your feet wet, gets your socks wet. I know we can all envision that. That morning, I show up to work at 10 in the morning because I used to always show up at 10. And my boss goes, here's the order for today. There's a big lunch order. Mind you, I don't have a car because this is in Center City. So I walk all these deliveries. I walk them. The delivery was set up for a location, an office that was 13 blocks away from my job. Now, you're already thinking, using your legs, wild. The part that got to me was that it was a $300 food order with 17 pizzas that had to be transported with a little push cart. We all know those little push carts, those little double decker push carts that Mm -hmm. I had to push and pull through the sloshy snow while snow continues to fall down. Now, one, Mm -hmm. did Flacco come prepared to work that day? Absolutely not. You know what was on my feet? A pair of motherfucking Vans. Oh. Low, low top Vans. No. Hey, guess what? Was I wearing a jacket? No, I was wearing a motherfucking Eagles hoodie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, when I say I 
looking. I'm preparing the order. I'm like, yo, it's really not going to be that bad. It's going to be chill. I'm probably going to get a tip crazy, you know, $300 order. You could probably guarantee yourself maybe a $20, $30 tip. If people are feeling nice, you might get a 50. He's like, oh, he looks like he walked here. Or you see, I don't have a fucking car. So, you know, I'm I'm making this journey through the wintry atmosphere, going through the snow. I'm sad as hell. Sad. My shoes are wet, but I have to make this order. Also, putting 17 pizzas on a cart and having them not fall over every time you're walking on a sidewalk, harder than you think. Because then you have the uneven, the, the wetness of the floor. You have the uneven sidewalks in Philly and Center City. So every time you hit a motherfucking bump, your heart drops because you think you're going to drop all the pizzas. Then you got to walk back to the pizza shop and then go re back up to it. So I'm making this journey 13 blocks. So, you know, I'm, I was I used to be a pretty fast walker. You know, I was running like a four or five in walking terms. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is so I, so <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, you saying? You know what I'm saying? So we're walking. It's taking me about, you know, 15, 20 minutes. It's, it's difficult. I got no gloves on. I didn't set myself up for a dub. Let's just say that. I get there. I ring the door to get into the building. Security guards, why do you have all that stuff? I don't know. It's a pizza party. Why are you questioning? I'm just the messenger. I just bring the food. I come, I get into the lobby. I call up to the dude. Yo, I got your, you know, I got your pizza. I got your order. Whatever. Comes down five minutes later. Hype as fuck. You know, your typical finance bro. Unbutton top button, blue shirt, khakis on, got some brown loafers on, real douche vibes. I'm like, hey, here's all your pizza. Do you want to help? Do you want me to bring this to the office with you? I can help you. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to earn my tip, you know? He's like, yeah, if you could come up, that'd be great. Hop in the elevator with him. If you know me, I hate small talk. So I was forcing, yeah, the weather's crazy. It's it's wild out there. It's do you have it? No, I don't really shitty small talk we get to the office dope office great view i think it was like on the 30 something floor one of the buildings down there get up there take out all the food laid out in their little boardroom laid out all nice put plates there damn he was catering too i might as well have been he said in their little boardroom in their little board yeah i set it up all nice because he was like, hey, you mind? I was like, no, nah, I got it. I got it. I could do it for you. Yeah, Flacco said, I'm trying to dry. It's cold out there. My you feet saying? wet. You know what I'm saying? I was damn near crying. <laughs> right? So then they got signed a little paper and a receipt, John. You know, if they want to leave a tip on there. Because some of them leave it on their card. So, you know, I'm like, all right, here's the here's the receipt. If you could sign this for me, the line right there for the tip is there. You know, I'm doing my, like, smiling, my smiling face. You know, you know, feel bad for me. Tip me. There's no cash when he hands it back. So I'm like, all right, you know, he's probably going to leave a tip on the card. I don't look at it in front of him because I feel like that's a little awkward, too. It's the same thing when people turn the iPad on you and like, you know, 20 percent tip and say, whoa, 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 whoa. This wasn't a tippable service, but respect. I get in the elevator, got my little cart, got all the empty (laughs) pizza bags. I'm like, all right, bet I definitely made like 25 easily. I look down, my eyes no. slowly no, go no, down no, 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 to the no, tip. No, 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 yes. My eyes slowly go down Stop. to the tip line. My man threw the line right across the tip line. No. No uh, tip? When, no, no tip. Nothing. Oh. Nothing. And he was smiling me up. And I think that's what hurt me. I was like, bro, I set that shit up. You was okay, smiling. But... No tip. On a $300 lunch order. No tip. 
And you know for damn sure he wasn't paying for that out of pocket. You know for That's damn what I'm sure saying. the company, That's company was paying money. for that. Fuck out of here. At that moment, I almost went home. That was like the first. I was like, damn, yo, you know what? I'm about to head to the fucking crib. I never want to do this shit again. But you know what dumbass Flacco did? Went right back to work that day, the next day. Because I was like, you know what? I'll make it up. I'm still scarred by that. And that's why when I go out now, I make sure I'm tipping like 20%. Because the feeling of working and not getting a tip on something, the ultimate walk of shame. Ultimate Uh walk of shame. Uh Shout out to all the delivery dudes out there, delivery sites. That shit ain't easy. Man, in the snow too. That's why I'm just like... In vans, in wet vans. And I know he saw my wet ass vans when I walked in there. I know he's seen them. I'm heated again. I'm sweating again, dog. That shit got me heated. Pissed. <laughs> I was upset. But that's for me one of the biggest. Now in my career now, a lot of the shit that pisses me off are like racial mi- microaggressions in my job now. So they're not even like a ha ha ha. They're like a mm. But that's probably the biggest like I'm about to quit this fucking job right now. Not getting the tip on that order. I can still remember the whole day. I can paint you a picture of the day, of the weather from that day. And this is probably like five years ago. That was my horror story. That was, I'm still scarred, as you can tell. I I can I'm living I don't know through how it. I'm supposed to follow. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that because, like, before we were recording, y'all, I was just like, I don't think I got like a funny moment or shit like that or anything like that at work because, like, I'm never I, like I just I don't have the time or attitude, like honestly but then i remembered how i used to like work at a dunkin donuts in college on campus that's wild that's a wild job to have yeah listen i like was fast with it too i was like the manager so i was like zoom zooming but like it was one of those things where it's like because i held like that certain level of authority like if people didn't show up to work i had to jump in the line and make the coffees and ring people up but i was fast because i knew what i was doing because i knew what i was doing but i just remember like I was working the food one day and the way it was set up, it was like in a, within a convenience store kind of Dunkin' Donuts, but there was also a salad bar and like seating and stuff. So it was like, it was on campus. So it was like a BU building uh... and it was attached to one of the nicer like student residences. So like you would walk in, make a hard right. And like, that was where the dunks corner was. But then like, if you kept walking straight, it was the whole convenience store. And if you walk straight into the back, like it was a salad bar sandwich place. And then like the seating was like in a different room. So you would go straight and then bang a left. So far right corner. So the way it was set up, it was like one single counter. Um, So you would go in if you were facing it, the kitchen and stuff was to the right. Like, and then there was a counter right by where the kitchen was. And that's where you would put the food out and call the names. And I, so I was making the food, making the food, mind you, and it's all a bunch of like privileged white kids who live in the bougie ass building. I remember one morning, like, mind you, I'm there every day, every day. And like it, it would really depend on what my mood was or like my experience with this person, like on like previous days, whether or not like I'd be like, oh, no, like <laughs> you can't do that. You can't get special treatment type thing. But there were some people who I was just like, nah, you cool. Every time you come in here, I'm gonna do you a solid type thing because like you could also use dining points and stuff like so you didn't always have to use real money but like for example my friends always got free food you know free food free coffee period let me know when you're coming and i'm gonna have it done for you like so so i was making food one day and mind you it's already a busy morning i'm a little hungover 
Like, I'm like calling out names, having people, you know, I'm putting it on the counter or if they're standing there, I'll hand it to them or whatever in a bag. I just remember this one broad. I call, I called her name and she snatched the bag out of my hand. You know what I did? I snatched that shit right back and I was just like, let's try that one more time. And I said her name again. I was like, what they going to do? Fire me? I'm the best motherfucker in this place. That's your daughter. You send her child support? That's your daughter now. You know I literally said. was just, she was so shook. She was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was just like, yeah, all right. Think about that next time. Like, oh, I was not in the fucking mood. And it's just like, can you imagine all these little, like, white privileged people coming in, ordering their coffee? I didn't order this. I didn't, that's not what I ordered. Like, like just real rude, though. Like, real fucking rude for no reason. I was just like, I gotta humble her real quick. I gotta humble her real, real quick. It was my favorite thing to do, too, at that job, because, like, it wasn't just that I worked at Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I was, like, the student manager of, like, the whole premises. So, like, I would have to close sometimes, like, by myself with other employees. And it was a mix of, like, student employees and also, like, regular employees, like, people who didn't go to the school. So, I was, like... Yeah, so it's interesting. But I just remember it would be like 12, like we closed at midnight. It would be like either like 11, 51, 50, like 8, 59, or you know what I mean? Like just a couple of minutes yeah. before. And people, I would literally watch people running to the doors and be like, can I just come in? And it would just be me cleaning there. And I'm just like looking at my watch. No. I feel like that's no. that rule though, you know? Like, it's we no don't time. Know, like- them last five minutes, they try to clean up so they can get out on time. Like, yeah, bro, they don't do that. That's disrespectful. No, they don't. There's no respect there. There's no respect I hate, there. I hate doing too. that shit. And plus, I you feel- get shitty food at the end of like you risking it. You really are risking like get like fucking spit in your sandwich. Well, the thing was is that so like the store closed at midnight, but the Dunkin' Donuts like closed at seven. The the salad and sandwich bar closed at seven, but like the convenience store itself, like was open until midnight. So like, but it was just like part of closing duties is sweeping, mopping. Yeah. I just cleaned in here. You're not gonna step with your dirty ass shoes in here when I just cleaned. I'm not gonna be that person who the next morning they're like, who closed last night? That's what I'm saying that lack of awareness. I feel I feel it has to be because I Period. get nervous last thirty minutes coming into a spot like, yo, I'm. I'm so sorry. I just showed you up with like do that shit. You I, won't like, see me do that shit. Steph will be like, yo, we're if even if it's like an hour left till close and stuff, like, no, we're not going in there. They about to start closing down. We gotta pick another spot. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's fair. Working restaurants sucks a lot, especially during closing times. Like, I know B, mm-hmm. you worked in like a restaurant. Like, that shit sucks. Like Dog. I have I have a crazy story. And this is like my nightmare. I remember I had <laughs> bro, I, I used to be a server at Bahama Breeze and I had nightmares, like legit nightmares of me not like giving somebody the right drink order or like fucking forgetting to put like ketchup on the side for their fries or some shit like that. Like I would legit have nightmares about that shit. So one day I was uh I was closing and I was the uh the shift leader at the time. So shift leader, they they have specific uh table sections that you know would kind of indicate that you're the shift leader like you'll have two tables in the corner and like a round table in the middle of the restaurant or like you'll have two tables in another corner and then like a long party table right that seat that seats about like eight people each one so i remember i was closing up and it was like it was a college football weekend where like these i don't think it was florida georgia it was like i think when tennessee came in and they were playing in the 
they're playing a buy star that they buy no not the buy star whatever the fucking football field or whatever where the jacks play so it's like a friday and on fridays we closed at 12 so it's 11 something at night and this party of fucking like 12 people walk in oh no oh no dog and it's just me dolo no way what it's just me yeah because like it was slow it was slow the like so they'll have me me and some other person inside but like where the other person was at they didn't have tables to where they can see like 12 people but then there was like there was more people out we had like a patio outside and there was a couple of servers outside that were cleaning up the patio because the patio was shutting down or whatever so it's just me dolo inside with the only big table so they they just sat them all in my big table and put like a couple chairs extra so i remember freaking out and taking their orders and these people are from tennessee so like they were acting a fool. They didn't give a fuck because they're like fucking. They're in another city or whatever. They didn't Plus care. They're from Tennessee. I mean, yeah, you know I'm saying mid, mid state. Fuck them. If you listen to this pod and you're from Tennessee and you're the person that I serve, fuck you. <laughs> um, they were rude as hell the whole time. Super rude. Um, I, I was getting them drinks back to back, and they kept asking questions on like, why can't the bar do this or why can't y'all do that? Like when damn now damn near it's it's closing. They know. They know why. So they had like four or five kids with them and they all wanted like Shirley Temple. So I was like, okay, fuck. I had to go to the back, pour a Sprite and then go to the bar, get the grenadine and throw a couple cherries in it. Right. So I'm rushing. I have my fucking, my little plate thing or whatever. And at that time, same as you, I was wearing Vans, but they were not the non-slip ones. So I'm going to the bar to pour the grenadine. And as I'm coming out, I eat your meal. I fucking eat shit. Everything no. <laughs> goes everywhere. I can't tell y'all how fast I got up. I got up and I went to the back of the kitchen. First, I checked myself to see if I ain't like stabbed myself with glass or anything. Then, like once I made sure I was good, I cleaned myself up. I went to the cooler and I just started fucking having the worst like cussing panic attack I've ever had in my life. Like I was just cussing up a storm, saying shit that like that don't even go together. I sound like a fucking kindergartner that like just found out what cussing was. Like, I was like, fucking shit, fuck, pussy, fart. Like, I was just saying shit. But I was so mad. I ended up, I ended up, you know, cleaning myself up. I go back to the table and what's worse is I thought that they didn't see it because the, the round table Oh, no. Table where the, the dog from where the round table was at, right? From where the round table was at, I was kind of in the middle of the restaurant and like, they can see the bar if they pee, if they stand up and peek over the wall, right? But there's still like another like side entrance where they could kind of see like the end of the bar where I would be pouring the grenadine and the drinks, right? So I come back with the drinks again, made sure it was right. The bartender, so as fast. I'm going, it, yeah, as I'm going back to the bartender, the bartender goes, Hey, bud, you good? I ain't even answer because I fucking hate that. So I was just like, Yeah, bro, like whatever. I was just pouring the shit. Ended up going back to the table. Dropping the drinks off. I'm real quiet because I'm already pissed that they're being assholes. They're being assholes the whole time. And then now the dad of the table goes, Hey man, are you okay? Sound like you it sounded like you fell hard. And I was like Dicky. Bro, Dicky and hard as hell. One, I took the order, whatever, I finished everything up. From then on, they were being like nice but out of pity. And so that just pissed me off even more. I really wanted somebody else to take the table, but like my manager was just like, nah, bro, unfortunately, like you know, we're about to close. You might as well finish it up. The question is, did you get a tip? 
Yeah, but it wasn't like a crazy good tip. They were being cheap the whole time. They're being cheap the whole time because, like, at the end, like, towards the end of closing time, uh, Bahama Breeze has really good deals. And I think they still have them now. On weekends, they have a uh, happy hour, like, 9 to 12 happy hour. And so, in that happy hour, you get cheap drinks and you also get cheap appetizers. So, they all did really, really cheap appetizers. It was 12 of them. And I can, I'm not even lying to you, their bill barely touched $100 between all 12 of them. How? Some didn't order any, some, didn't, shit, some didn't order anything. Kids got like kids shared like kids' meals or like they shared appetizers and things like that. Like it, it was like barely a hundred bucks. A flex. It was, like, That's a weird flex. It is a weird flex. It did like maybe all they did was get like sodas and they just bought like a bunch of appetizers and just shared it amongst them. I can't be mad at that. That's that's a vibe sometimes, you know. You you know it is, man. But don't 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 be a fucking asshole to your server. No, man. yeah, don't be an asshole to your server. Uh, like I hate I hate going out with people like that. I know y'all probably do too. Like I fucking hate going out with people that treat their service like shit. Real shit. Like I shit. don't. Brenda used to be a server, so I always am like, nah. If somebody was if somebody was treating her like this, you would be a rap. I don't think so. No, nah, like if I'm going shit. out with you, if I'm going out with you and you you like going out of your way to be a fucking asshole to the server, like being rude as fuck for no reason, I that ass will leave. Like I'll I'll leave. Yeah. Like that shit is not a flex. That shit is it not just like cool. sucks. Like, it sucks because servers should and servers, waitresses, busboys, they should all be paid a, a livable wage. Instead, the restaurant industry has put that on the the consumer gratuity to pay for like, their what, bro? Yeah. Like pay them some minimum wage and they tips like how hard is that yo that shit is not something that's groundbreaking they and deliver yo, food to you bro and like you borderline if you're doing shit like that where you're treating the server like shit i'm gonna believe you want to be a slave owner with the way you be treating half these fucking servers also i'm saying keeping it keeping it 100 and you know i used to work at a restaurant a little italian joint if you treat the food runner the server like shit i will bet damn near a hundred dollars that i'm treating your food like shit when it come out and it's ready i'm not giving a fuck about any of that shit i'm gonna be rude as hell too stop playing with people that serve you food stop that is the dumbest thing you could possibly do so stupid finger fuck your chicken sandwich i promise you that they'll put it right back how it was and you ain't never gonna know Mm-hmm. And that's why you're wondering, like, damn, why I got food poisoning? That shit had a fat ass loogie on it. That's why. You know <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Be respectful. Uh, like, there's no reason for you to do that. Oh my goodness. Shout oh, out to the people in the food industry goodness. still. Shout out to them. I respect real, all man. of them. I love all y'all servers. The good ones though. The bad ones, come on. Y'all gotta get it together. Yo, it's not that hard to it's not that hard to be a good server, but I feel like you really gotta go to out of your way to be a bad one. Like yo, if you want to yeah. keep it simple, take my order. They be order, having bad drink. days too because right, of cool. assholes who come to the restaurant. You know, right? So tip your servers. Be nice to the people at the restaurant. Be nice to the host at a restaurant. Stop right. yelling! Stop yelling at the host! Stop for a Cut table. Period. They doing that best. shit. They not forgetting you about you. You don't yell unless they already buco because that motherfucker's annoying as shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In that point, don't say mm-hmm. you a fraud. <laughs> You haven't mm-hmm. watched The Sopranos yet. Mm-hmm. Broad. My Carmella and Adriana LaServa shirts come today. Yes. Shout out. Gas. Shout out. 
It's on my <laughs> list to watch. I'm watching The Wire right now. Good show. Care. Can't hate on it. Good choice to go through. I don't care. You need to watch The Sopranos. Nah, you got you time fraud. for The Wire? You you're got time fraud. for The Sopranos. You're a fraud. Watch The Wire. No. We'll talk. We'll I'll watch The Wire when you watch The Sopranos. Nope. My, no. my boss, nope. in episode one, the guy who reports the murder in The Wire, he was my boss at my job a couple years ago. The Black Bull. He was my boss. He never told us. And then he was like, yeah, I'm in the episode of the, of, uh, the Wire. And I'm like, which one? He's like, the first one. And then I put it on. I was like, oh, so you were really in it. Like, I can point at you on the screen for more than like 30 seconds. Kind of weird how we ended up at the job that he was at. It was weird. That's crazy, though. One time to that bull. One time. Moral, moral of the podcast today. These, these are the key takeaways. Love on your barber. Trust your barber. It's a relationship thing. It's not just about cutting your hair. Jalen Hurts got to prove himself and he I think he will but if he doesn't like I'm not gonna feel bad if we need to move on the next point Tyrese Maxey is Philadelphia's son we can't get rid of him like I just don't think it's worth the sacrifice and finally don't fuck with people who are making you food Mm -mm, don't don't fuck with people who are making you food the 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 key uh, thing we all had in common with all these stories is that we were all working in the food industry. <laughs> that's funny. That should, yeah. be, that should be that should be telling like people who work in the food industry, like they get shit on the most, and that's not nice. It's not nice. So tip your server twenty percent. Period. Even if they having an off night, okay. it's not like. I get it, and it shouldn't be on us to pay their salaries, but also, like, damn, this person waiting on you hand and foot, and you can't even tip them? Come on. For real. Don't go out then. Don't go out. Be better. Period. Have a wonderful week. Stay up. Love you.